Hey guys, what's up? You're listening to Sit Down with Stand-Ups. I'm Ari Azizian, and this week we got a really, really funny guest. Uh, Variety named him one of the top ten comics to watch last year. He's been on Conan, Jimmy Fallon, and he has a brand new album out called Bad at the Good Times, which you can download on iTunes or order on Amazon. Really funny album. I urge you guys to get it. Uh, he's a great comic. One of my favorite comedians, Dan St. Germain. I uh, hope you guys like the interview. Yeah, no, it's a, I, I had a script deal with them last year, and the show didn't go, but they gave me a, a new script deal this year, which is great, and we're actually, I'm working on it with 20th Century, and we're, we're just uh, kind of, you know, getting the idea ready, and then, you know, usually it's a, it's a kind of a longer process. You go yeah. to, um, you go to the studio, and then the, the studio likes it or doesn't like it, or they have notes, and, uh, and then you go to the network, and then hopefully the network likes it, they give you the green light to write the script. Um, but they kind of gave me a script deal, so it's just a question of which idea, right. you know. Um, so you kind of sent them a few ideas. Well, or? no, you know, you kind of go in with the, you know, you go in with the army you want. Yeah. And then afterwards, if it doesn't, then you come back. But I'm pretty. Co- I can't really talk about the idea yet, but I'm pretty confident in it. You know, it's a whole different thing when you're writing for, for network versus, um, you know, because I, I wrote a show for Comedy Central, and you can kind of get more out there that way. Right. Um. But you can't really do that as much with network. You know? Does it have a name yet, or can no? We no, uh, it'll hopefully it'll be announced in the next yeah. month. Very cool. When will we be able to see it? Maybe next year. Yeah, I mean, if it, you know, it's it's such a it's so hard to get a show in the year, right? You know, that like you know, the it has to go to pilot first. You know, out of the scripts written, only uh, a small percentage go to pilot. You know, and out of that, maybe an even smaller percentage go to series. So. I mean, it's uh, it's pretty nuts how yeah. how crazy the uh, hoop jumping process is. But you know, I, I, I'm hoping this one is the one that would goes. You know, awesome. Was so. I love insecurity too. The thank you very one. much. Yeah, was that, uh, was that one easier? Do you think, or was it? Um, kind of that the was same so process? hard because yeah. of it had nothing to do with the script writing process. That was very easy. Um, that was so hard because of animation and having to deal. Right. And I still think that I really just figured that because I had only made I made one animated short with Barry Rothbard, who's got a great, oh, great web series awesome, on yeah. Comedy Central now. He's so funny. And uh, an animation is, I don't think that I would write another animated show again. I would write on someone else's, but I don't think I would create my own just because of how fucking difficult, you know, it is, and and how you know because. You know, you, no, I was wondering because, like, do you write the script and then do all the voices and then get the animation back and do and then add-ons? you really have to like, yeah, you can't really do any because you know our budget was so small, right? You know, because we only had Janine for a day, we kind of had you'd have to like, you really have to sometimes telegraph like move the arm here or the joke doesn't work, you know? Yeah. Like, so it's uh, it's pretty, it's pretty intense, man. I mean, I don't know if. Uh, you know, and I am I, I'm kind of like a little bit disorganized, but you know, opposing to when we made Kicking Dan out, and that was like so fucking easy because it's just it was me, it was my character. Yeah. I knew what I wanted, and my director at the t- you know time, Adam, who I s- still work with him in New York. Um, 
you know, he's it's just so much easier when it's live action. You know, right. it's so much easier. Um, Kicking Dan out is great too. Where did thank that, you. That idea come from to just get kicked out of? Yeah, I mean, it was episode. just like you know, I, I thought of the simplest idea possible, and I you know I gotta say I think I'm better at those because you know like I, I and then after that I can kind of build on it if it's a simple premise. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I just thought it would you know I was really happy with it, um, and we made five. We wanted to make more, but unfortunately, yeah, what happened? Was um, the- my damn channel kind of went. They went under? Not under. It's just in a small... It's what's more than it used to be. Right. and So the budget kind of... Yeah, because we got great reviews. And we were... You know, we got railroad up and sometimes you know, Spot Cider, which is, you know, whatever. But it's still nice. and It's such a funny show, too, because you can kind of, like, pick up at any episode. Thanks. Yeah. It's the it. same thing each like time. The insane Clown Posse was my favorite one. Yo, thanks. the Peter Chris makeup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a great... Thanks, episode. thanks. Yeah, I was... Uh, I was yeah, and I got such... You know, I got to, you know, the coolest thing about doing all these things is like, you know, kicking Dan out, it's like I get to work with Chris Gathard, I get to work with uh, Ted Alexandro, you know, I get to, uh, you know, uh, uh, work with Kate Berlant, Berlant, you know, and then with Insecurity, I get to work with Janine Garofalo and Henry Zabrowski and, you know, Andre Royo from The Wire, and then, and, and, you know, when I do my podcast every week, it's, you know, you, you get to sit down with these people that, you, you know, a lot of times you don't have to... You know, like the fact that we got to in in you know in one day. I remember we introduced we interviewed, you know, Mr. Kennedy, who was a pro wrestler, and then Dave Hill. It's like, <laughs> what a crazy fucking day that was, you know? Yeah. Or then you know, going from like Dante Nero to Cornmo, you know, just <laughs> such different personalities. Right. Um, so you know, I always uh, I, I I it's kind of the best thing about doing any of this stuff is that you know. We, as a stand-up, you run around so much, and you're a lot of the time you're your own, you know, entity. I was just, you know, doing now, like, you know, I'm on the, and especially in LA, I'm on the road so much, and it, you know, just here, and then, you know, I, the live dates coming up. I mean, that's like, that's why sometimes I'm loving, you know, I'm, I'm doing some gigs next month, and I'm really trying to get my opener as a guy, you know, because. You know, sometimes you're on the road and you're like, especially if you don't drink like me, I'm just kind of like, what the fuck am I? Right. You can only do so much work. I mean, really, you can only do a couple hours of real creative work a day before your head just is like, you're just spent, you know? And at that point, you're, you know, you can do stand up because it's stuff you've already written. But yeah, so. What's it like on the road? Like, do you. Is it- I love it, man. You know, it really depends on the thing. The thing. I was in Vermont last Friday. It was awesome. When is this coming out? So um, Monday, today, actually. oh oh today okay so I'll give you my my live dates I'm in Denver actually Friday wow you know next month I'm in um, Portland I'm in uh, uh, Rhode Island I'm in uh, Somerville Massachusetts I'm in San Diego and you're flying with all these um, well San Diego I drive okay and then to top of, uh, I'm doing kind of a Northern California run on the top of November I'm gonna be in. Uh, Sonoma and San, uh, Santa Cruz and nice. and San Francisco and then where are you playing in San Francisco? Um, I think it's like the Dark Room Theater. Oh, awesome! Yeah, That's yeah. A great venue. Oh, Love cool! Yeah. Um, and then at the end of November, I'm doing a show in Seattle, and then December I'll probably. I mean, so far I'm going to be in D.C. and I'm going to be in uh, uh, Maryland, wow. and uh, yeah, I should be doing an upstate New York run, and I should be doing maybe Nebraska one night. Um, so yeah, I'm trying to still keep kind of on the road and do some, you know, I get up a lot in LA and New York, right. you know, whenever I'm home. That's my question. So like you've 
you're from New York as mm-hmm. a stand-up. Yeah. And you work out here in L.A. a lot, too. And yeah, well, I live doing, here now. Yeah. yeah. And you're a road dog. You're out on the road all yeah, the time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, as a comic, do you think, you know, when you really got better, was it in New York because you got more stage time? Well, I started now? out in New York, you yeah. know, and I've been... This month, it'll be eight years I've been doing comedy. Um, and uh, I started out in New York, and, it, you know, New York really is a... The good thing about New York is it's very sink or swim. The bad thing is that uh, you are um, you sometimes you're you're not fully cooked yet when people see you. Yeah. So I, you know, in any comic starting out, if I if I could give any advice, it would be move to Boston, Chicago, or San Francisco, or maybe Austin. You know. Start out there. Start out at a town that you know has comedy in it, right? Um, and some good comedy. Um, but you know, fucking, you know, like if you're a year and a half in, Comedy Central is not going to be there. Exactly. You know, yeah. which is like a big thing. But if you start, so New York, it was kind of like, oh, sorry, New York, it was kind of crazy because it was like, uh, you know, like, uh, you know, sometimes you're doing shows with your heroes, and you're like, I'm not ready for this shit. Who are some of the people that you got to? Like open for when I was in New York. I mean, I think I first started like actually getting okay, like three years in. Okay, I, I would say That's really two fast, years. Yeah. It was okay. You know, my first year was was pretty bad. Even though I probably had the most confidence I've ever had. My <laughs> first first second year it was it was I started to like you know like gets you know kind of get it, and then second or third year I noticed like a big leap as far as like I was doing a lot of shows, and it was like I was doing. You know, like, oh, you know, like, I was like, oh, shit, I'm doing, like, 15 shows this month. Or tw- it's not just open mics, you know? Right. And then three to four years in, that's when I started to get booked a, a decent amount. And then kind of, like, uh, my, like, when I, st- I was able to quit my overnight job four years in. So it's been about four years just doing comedy now without a day job. With well, I think I did one moving job, and that was awful. <laughs> um, but four years were... You know, I haven't fortunately had to do anything but this, which is crazy because I still bitch sometimes about my life. <laughs> and it's like, but you had awesome jobs though. From great. what I heard, you were like a bartender at Yellowstone. Yeah, I was National a bartender Park. at Yellowstone. That was actually the script we sold to Comedy Central, which unfortunately didn't go. Oh. I was an overnight security guard. At I was the, a day security guard at the Metropolitan. At the Met, yeah, wow. I was a PA at Conan. Um, Conan too. Yeah, I was a PA there, and it, that was so cool. Last summer doing that. J- show for the did he recognize you when you no but he no. didn't recognize me but some of the people actually who worked there yeah. did um and i'm hoping to do it again um awesome. soon yeah that was a great set too thank yeah. you yeah it's always um I, I that that room is so big you know yeah. and the on the old conan studio it's so small Late so it night. feels more of like uh like you're actually doing a show in new york right and this is it's really like almost like you know like this real weird like christians and the lions thing like you walk out of the curtain and the audience is like above you, and it's it's a little bit tougher, but uh, you know it was just kind of really cool to be like, oh okay, I did this, you know, right? I actually made this work um, instead of. What's that like, kind of just going on Conan or a TV show like that? I know you've been on like, um, Ferguson, and I, I was on Fallon. I've never been on Ferguson, no. but uh, you're on uh, Late Night with Fallon, right? Mm-hmm. I was right. on the old one, but I say Fallon in my credits so people can try to guess to hope it was the other one. <laughs> Uh, but uh, it's cool, man. I mean, it's it's surreal, you know. It's it's not actually as surreal as. Is it hard because like you know you you have somebody like Conan or somebody open for you, and there's not really like stand up going on until you get on stage. Like yeah, it's a little hard. Um, 
you know, it's uh, it is a little bit hard. But do you uh, rig your set to like come out with like a bigger joke in the beginning? Well, you know, like I I always say, come out, you know, do a short, fast thing that gets a laugh, and then you know, right? You got to remember when I did Fallon, I did like an appearance thing up front, like which I remember my first little thing that I said didn't really get that much, and then the second joke blew it blew up, and then after that it was it's just straight killing after that. But uh, I was kind of nervous of the first one. Where it, was like, it was just like a little joke, and it just kind of got like, uh, and then I did the second joke, and it was, and I was like, oh, that's awesome, perfect, yeah, and fine, um, yeah. So that was uh, that was cool. Uh, the Comedy Central tapings are so easy, you know, because I mean, there's this lady, and the I always blank on her name. Did. Yeah, the half hour, and then I did John Oliver, right? And they're so easy because whoever the whoever the crowd work coordinator is the coordinator there um she's so fucking awesome and i forgot i'm blanking her name wish i had her name and if i ever have a show um that's live or even a three camera i want her so bad yes she's she's amazing you know it just makes it easier to come out to like we're doing stand-up yeah she just keeps them in line and it's so cool yeah she's great so those theater shows like the half hour specials there's you know, because when you watch them on TV, it's just mm-hmm. like you're coming out. But there's more to that. Like before, there's like a crowd. Well, Baron Vaughn, I remember, was doing warm up for us, and then oh, he cool. did his night na- the next one. But it was me and Jared for that show. Jared Logan, okay, who's really funny. Baron we... Vaughn actually walked by when I was interviewing Barry Rothbart. Oh, he in did? the back of a cafe. He, he was like, "Hello." <laughs> he did that shit. Uh, <laughs> He's so funny. Me and Jared. Uh, well, we had a two man show at UCB, so that's interesting. We just did it midnight together in May. So uh, we've kind of always been linked at the hip as far as uh, at least New York when he came from Chicago. So that was cool. We were it was like perfect that we were on the same you know night. Like I felt really great about that. So yeah, that's cool. So the crowd seeing like actually like an hour of comedy. That Go, yeah, crowd seeing well a little longer than that because uh, Baron did some time up where he did probably like fifteen minutes up top. So they've got a they've got a great. And I remember the show before us was Soder and Joe DeRosa. Who are uh, two of my favorite comics, and they're great. Uh, they're good friends of mine, so it was great seeing them, and it was cool, man. It was uh, it was actually a little bit when I got off stage, I was a little depressed because um, it's almost like you you built up because I was about six and a half years, you know, and I got the special, and you build up all this material, and uh, and then it's over, and you're like, what the f- what the fuck? It's over, right? Um. So, I was gonna ask, yeah, like after you do a special or a Conan or after your album release, yeah, do you do you sort of go at it before you put your album out? Do you like I want to have two hours of jokes before I do this, or do you just wipe? <laughs> no, the I mean I just I don't know, man. Because I, I mean, here's the thing: is I was headlining for the first time last right. year, and some dudes, you know, they did the half hour. I think Sean Patton's one of those guys, and God bless him, where they do it and then they get rid of everything. And I, I'm one of these guys that I can't get, you know, like. I was headlining, so I was so terrified. I just wanted to do whatever worked, you yeah. know. And uh, but now it's been—I've been very much having an emphasis of at least every show putting something new that I wrote that day. And you know, I'm going to try to do that tonight. I may not, but tomorrow I'll do it, and Wednesday I'll do it, and Thursday, and then fr- Fridays. You know, it's on the road. You get to test out a lot of stuff. If it's like small indie shows, like if it's uh, bigger ones, I don't. You know, if it's at a club, you kind of want to work there again. But if it's like one nighters where it's like young guys, it's like like an alt room, right? Yeah, it's so much e, you know, because yeah. they they're so much more forgiving. And if you fuck something up, you can come back to it. And, but when you do you know, like a joke every night, like 
you think you you're gonna have a whole new hour pretty soon right? i'm gonna try to do that man i mean i'm trying to you know that's that's, that's the amazing goal. To do we'll a new see. joke every day yeah let's see that's awesome. Well, a lot of them don't work, so... Because, <laughs> you know, I was counting yesterday. I'd written down since the half hour, probably a year and a half. I'd still say... I maybe have, like, a new 25 that really works. Like, it's it's a little harder for me to build stuff up, you know? Um, when you write a joke and you go test it on an audience, and, like, mm-hmm. you think it's really funny, maybe yeah. that night the crowd wasn't that yeah. good, or you don't get the reaction you expected... Do you throw it away immediately, or do you kind of? I think Joan Rivers had that thing where it's third time and then it's dead. Okay, but uh, there is a caveat to that where if it's a bigger idea, right, then maybe like you give it a little bit more leeway. Right, you maybe can't do a big yeah. idea in a three-minute, five-minute set. Yeah, or for like sure. That. Yeah. Now, to take it back, you're from New Jersey, right? Yeah, I'm from Rutherford. Cool. And I moved to Westchester when I was about thirteen. So I grew up in Rutherford. I guess well, I was raised in Rutherford, and I guess I grew up in Westchester, but. It, you know, kind of a middle. There's a bit of a gray area there. Yeah, and your parents. I know. Uh, you, I heard you talk about your father on the Artie Lang show. Oh, your, that's right. Yeah, was a writer. Fuck, for I really love that show, show, man. I'm, it sucks that that's gone. Yeah, I know. He's Artie Lang. Is so yeah, funny. So great that guy. Yeah, he was a writer on the Cosby Show. That's awesome. And yeah, he, he wrote like a lot of episodes for. Um. Yeah. He. Uh, he wrote like. Uh, I think he wrote for a full season. He wrote for Suzanne Plachette before that. And wow, that's amazing. So. Yeah. The writing kind of just is in your background. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know... Because I consider you, like, a really good writer when I hear your stand-up. It's oh, very, thank you, very there's much. There's a lot of, like, literary things that I feel like, like, Patton Oswalt or somebody like that would do. Yeah, he's, you know, he was he's a guy I definitely look up to, and I, I, I you know, if there's anyone who, you know, I, I probably... I, uh, I I I have learned more than that guy to the point of, like, I'll write a joke and I'll be like, oh, this is just, like, a fucking... <laughs> B movie version of a Patton Oswalt bit, <laughs> so I gotta get rid of it. Or were but, you like an English literature student in college? Um, no, or? I did. Uh, I was like theater and international relations. Okay. Um, but I, I used to in high school. I won the Young Playwrights Festival thing, the Stephen Sondheim thing, and I. Wow. And then in, when I was uh, in college, I really wanted to be a serious playwright, and I really couldn't grasp the structure. Again, in high school, I was like, I wanted to write these. Uh, in high school, I would write simple stuff, and I was good at writing the simple stuff. And then in high school, I tried to, you know, be like Pinter or Albie, and I just don't think that I've ever been able to... I think I've got to start small and build bigger, you know? Right. I mean, so you've been writing since you were, like, a young teenager. Yeah, I guess, like, 14, 15. Wow. No, and just, 16. like, full scripts. And... Really, 16. 16, I started writing plays, yeah. Wow. And I'm, guess I'm on And I've heard you now. talk, like, you know, like, to sort of do comedy or, like... It's scripted comedy on television or something like that. You really have to know how to write. Yeah, and I, I still think I'm figuring know. it out. You know, there's like yeah. some stuff. I look back and I'm re- I was reading old scripts recently because I was thinking about unearthing a new idea. But I I definitely think you know my Fox script from last year was better than my Comedy Central script, and hopefully the new one that I'm writing now is going to be better than that one. You know, so I do think that you get better like right. stand up. You no, know, I'm excited the more for you your do show, it. I hope it, you know, I hope it happens. And if not, you see like some sitcoms, and you're like, oh, in the comics, the main character, you're like, oh, that's right. just a bunch of jokes that are stringed together in a right. yeah, good I'm, story. I'm hoping it, you know, I'm hoping it happens. So, but we'll see. You know, it's very, it's very difficult, especially in this climate. But the good thing is that there's so many different channels now, and you know, like there, you know, like now you can almost like the road career now. You know, instead of just getting on Carson. Like, there's people like, hey, I've got a show on, you know, like, there's people with shows on 
you know, I have a show on TBS now, and it's like, um, you know, it's not like you know, it's not Seinfeld as far as how big of a reach it has. Right. But at least you know these people, you know, it's like now you have a show on a network, you know. So, uh, so yeah, yeah, I guess. But like, to just go back a second, mm-hmm. like, how does how do you even like sort of just start writing like at a sixteen year old like just writing full scripts? Does that like have to do a lot with what your dad was doing, or were you reading a lot? I mean, how does how do you just start doing something like that? As far as what? I mean. It's just strange, like, you know, at 16, I'm thinking to myself in high school, and I'm not writing scripts at all. Well, you know, I always wanted to do, I I was in the theater, and I always, like, was kind of insecure about just being an actor, Mm -hmm. and I still am. I I could never do that now. I have a lot of friends who are actors, and they love it, but I I don't think that now I could could ever, so I kind of want to create something that's my own, and and the more you work for yourself, the more other people are going to want to work with you, you know? Right, exactly. Um, If you're just... God damn it! I couldn't like you know I I came very close two weeks ago to to booking a very lucrative commercial like uh, campaign and uh, I didn't get it. They went. It was between me and another guy. They went with the other guy at the end. Um, but if I was an actor, I would have been fucking devastated. Yeah. But because I am a stand up and a writer, I'm just like okay, well. You know, back to that would have been nice. It's almost like fake money. Like yeah. when when I book something with just acting, it feels more like fake money than actual. You know, it's it's house money. You know, um, opposing to stand up or writing or right. and you're you know, in control too. And you get yeah, a- and you're in control and and you know it's like like I very as an actor whenever I book anything I'm just I'm much more grateful of like wow okay because the you know like with stand ups in general they're not used that much as actors so whenever you get Anything you're just kind of like because I, I just filmed a thing in June for you know the Friends of the People that's coming out on True yeah. TV. I'm gonna be on that for an episode, sweet, yeah, yeah. And I, you know, I, it's really just because I'm friends with Kevin and Josh and Jermaine, <laughs> and um, that's the only reason I got it, but uh, yeah, so whenever I do that kind of thing, I'm really I get really excited, you know. Um, so dad because, was a writer for uh-huh. TV, did you ever go to any of the tapings? No, or I was like three Cosby or four, or okay. And what did your mom shit. do? She's a teacher. Teacher, okay, very cool. So, yeah. what does she teach? She is teach. She teaches special needs kids. Special needs, okay. So, like all around, like math, mm-hmm. English, everything. yeah. And do you have any siblings? Yeah. I have a sister who's in um, uh, Thailand right now, I believe, or Taiwan. I'm not sure. I'm a bad brother, <laughs> um, but she's there and uh, with her boyfriend. So oh. she's teaching over there. And oh, cool. You know, I think she's she's about four years younger than me. So. She's figuring it out over there, and I, I mean, think like, she wants to get her master's later right. on. Well, how did you like sort of discover that you were funny or like you wanted to be a comedian? <sighs> you know, man, I'm or... still wondering. Uh, <laughs> was it like a funny dynamic in the house, or? I guess I was like the funniest person in, you know, like my family. But like some of the shit that I did when I was a kid, that my aunts and uncles and my parents would laugh at, was just outright. Like I did this Jamaican man character, and I was like, this is outright racist. <laughs> Uh, and the stuff I did in high school, because I was like doing sketch comedy in high school, yeah. I didn't do stand. I did stand three times in high school, and I ate fucking my dick each time. Because <laughs> I didn't think you had time. to go up and do material. I thought you could just be funny like Robin Williams <laughs> and just riff on the. And then no, I, I ate it terribly. <laughs> and I did these skits, and you know, I would do. I remember I torture the morning announce lady because I would do all these like things advertising for whatever thing that was coming up, and. They were so bad, um, <laughs> but thank God, you know, I did them, and 
got those out of my system and uh so your first set was in high school I did a I did a couple. I really wouldn't consider those. Was though. it at school like a talent show? Well, yeah, because like... I well I did a yeah I did see Harry, but I did I did two stand ups really for a battle for this one show, which bombed, and then I opened for a friend's band, which bombed, and then I did basically just weekend up night update shows and another battle of bands that did really well. Nice. And like, yeah, but I just robbed the Saturday Night Live format. It wasn't like <laughs> I was. I basically did like a late night thing, you right. know. So and then I didn't do it for four years, and then I. But were I, you doing like characters and stuff? And you said you were doing just like riffing and no. I character. don't know, man. You I mean, I thank God those tapes aren't in existence. <laughs> you know, I mean, I can't tell you how brutal those tapes were. So when was the first like actual set where you wrote jokes? Twenty two. Twenty two. After college. Okay. I think like that September. Was that like a open mic club? Or? It was an open mic at the Pit Pit People's Improv Theater in New York. Okay. Did an open mic there. I got a couple laughs, um, and then I kept doing it. I was me and Mike Lawrence and uh, Mark Normand would just do an insane amount of open mics every week, and I think Mike and I have calmed down a little bit. Mark still fucking does an insane amount of shows every week. Like I, you know, in New York, I was kind of getting burned out because I was doing all this writing and I was still doing like. 40 shows or 50 shows and here I'm down to like 30 and it's like a world of difference as far as like right. like just feeling like oh my god I can breathe which you know some people in New York it's like fucking Norman got up 90 times in one month Jesus and uh, so, something like that it's a crazy and most most comics who are really doing it in New York are probably getting up 60 times a month and I was at times getting up I was fit I was between I was getting up like 50 times a month and uh out here out here I'm like I got up you know this like last month, I got up thirty-five times. This month, it's like twenty-six or twenty-seven, and uh, and I feel like, and I'm like, kind of feel guilty because I'm like, I'm not doing as much <laughs> yeah. as I used to, but I'm like, also kind of like actually thinking about what I'm saying on stage, and right. really like when I do a show now, I'm really excited to do it. I'm really excited to get in front of an audience rather than there are times in New York, especially when you're doing those Friday and Saturday night ones. Where like I remember one night I had six shows in one night. Like I said, and I was just like, by the end of it, you don't even know what the fuck you're saying. You know, <laughs> you're just repeating the same. Yeah, like you know, um, and I'll do it like in December. I'll be back in New York and I'll go on, I'll go on a crazy run yeah. for, like I'll get up. I will try to get up like, at least like five not like six nights a week probably. And I'm so then, fascinated by that. Like everybody who's telling me yeah. they're from New York, like Helen Hong was telling me she would go that much in New York. Yeah, you just like you just walk from club to club. How do you get to three or sometimes four clubs in cab? One night? Sometimes you lose money. Sometimes you because in LA it's impossible to do that many. LA, yeah. it's like I remember I, LA. You can do three if you really fucking hustle. Um, I know people who do three. I've done three when I come here for visit for two weeks. Um, but I am doing. I think I'm doing. Like this week, I'm doing you know two on Tuesday, two on Wednesday, two on Thursday, um, and then Friday I got a Denver gig, and then I think I'm, and then I've got like two shows Saturday, and then I think I'm off Sunday. Maybe I have a show Sunday. I don't know. But uh, tonight I only have one show. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I I don't really want to do more than two shows a night. Here. Right. Yeah. It's just too hard. You know. Just, yeah, the commute is terrible. Commute's like really bad, and and driving's there's more sociopaths on the road right. here. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um, who are some of the influences that you had, like, in stand-up or comedy in general? Well, I think Patton Oswalt, again, was really... I mean, what's in my car on my iPod right now? And I on my iPod, it's uh, it's Dana Gould. Oh. Uh, I know it's wrong. David Tell, Skanks from the Memories. Todd Glass, one of his albums. 
Cosby and Newhart. I think those are the five that are oh, on Cosby my. Cosby and Newhart, nice. Cosby, Cosby himself, one? and yeah. then Newhart is like a best of sort of best thing. Of? Cool. Um, and then I oh I have somebody else, some Midwestern guy, uh, Greg Daniels or something like that, or I forget his name. Um, so yeah, those are the six that I have on there. And then I've got you know if you look over there, I've got like you know Patton Oswalt and Todd Barry and uh, Mark Marin and you know Bill Burr's on my iPod and. Tignataro and Patrice and you know all those guys yeah important like all the alt legends basically alt legends there's, I mean I love Chappelle and I you know I've watched all Kevin Hart stuff and I love Stanhope stuff and his beer hall push oh yeah that's thing is incredible special, I just yeah. saw Eddie Pepitone's new special that was that was awesome I saw Shane Moss's new special that was great so yeah, I listen. To, I listen a lot. Bring Shane Moss tomorrow, actually. Oh, are you? Yeah, yeah tell him I said hi. I got Kyle Canaan's one over there, and there's a bunch of ones I have over there. Did you have like the voice that you have now as a comic, like right when you started out? Like, how um, you no, I did a character when I started out. I did like this. I heard you did puppets. Is that true? I did puppets <laughs> my first year in. I'll stand by the fucking puppet show though. There were some funny bits in that show. Um, what was it? But all my friends now, especially you know Sean O'Connor, how like yeah. you did them puppets starting out. I'm like I can hear how dry you are in your fucking voice as you call me out for that. But uh, yeah, I did like uh, uh, yeah, I did that character. I did like one liners, and uh-huh. it's funny because I really hate one liner com- really? yeah. comics now. I don't hate them. It's just never been my fucking thing. I always feel like it's. Um, I like your style though, because it's like you know you're telling a story on stage, but there's also like jokes. Jo- like, yeah, there's really jokes in there. Jokes. You know, I, I my bits are so short. I think my my longest bits like two minutes mm-hmm. or something like that. You know, it's really short. So I'm I'm trying to build that up, but even then, like you know, I wrote I'm writing new bits that are that are a little bit too short. Um, but I got one I'm trying to work out for tonight of like. Because I think the apocalypse is going to happen soon. <laughs> and, like, our generation is such a rest of development right. that our kids are going to be tougher than we are. So we're going to be at the first generation where the kids bully the parents. <laughs> you know, where it's, where it's like, I'll give you my dad for a pack of smokes and a new mom. <laughs> Shut up, dad. Santa's not real, but the devil is. <laughs> so that's a new one. I want to try that tonight. Maybe, maybe that'll work. That's we'll so see. true. Yeah, our kids are gonna kick our ass. <laughs> yeah, it's no really, way. It's yeah, there's no way. Yeah, it's one of two ways, pretty much. Yeah, but uh, I see you got some like Walt Disney and comics. Oh, Walt and- Disney! I haven't read those are ones. I have tons of books in New York, but I only brought the ones that I haven't read yet. So, or the ones that I've read and are all like meditation based. Like yeah. there's like Thich Nhat Hanh and Pema Chodron. I probably mispronounced names and <laughs> um, Jack Cornfield and all that shit over there. Yeah. So now, tell me, like, when did the bartending in Yellowstone happen? Like, that's such that a was my cool junior job. year of college to my senior year of college. Where did you go to college? I went to the school, University of Evansville in Indiana, which okay. I was pretty miserable in college for the most part. But I was, I'm glad because it's making all this stuff. I also like, I was kind of glad that I lived in such a shithole in New York because everybody talks about how depressed they get when they come to LA. But it's like I have my own place now. I, I work here. I have work to do. I'm not like. I'm not at all depressed here, you know. I'm depressed. Right. I'm depressed, but I'm always kind of depressed, you know. But I, there's nothing new about this depression, you know. I mean, it's hard to hang yourself from a palm tree here, <laughs> you know. It's a great one, yeah. That's totally true. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
So, I mean, you've done Kicking Dan Out, Insecurity, and you're uh-huh. writing a script for Fox. Yeah. You've done an album in the past. The year. album, yeah. A podcast. I have a podcast. I love the album, too. So Thank funny. you very much. Um, you said your favorite song is Hey Jude. My, like, no shit, my favorite song. Oh, is yeah? Hey Jude. I yeah, I like it, it a so lot. Weird. I don't know if it's my favorite, but I was like, this way you can. <laughs> I thought it was easier. so weird, like, the Paul Rose. Trying to work song. on a new John One and thing where, like, because. Everyone's surprised that NFL players hit their wives, and I was like, "That's ridiculous." You'd be surprised. John Lennon used to beat the shit out of his wife, yeah. all the time. So he was you know, a terrible it was just, person. Yeah, he was a great guy. Like, it's like someday you'll join us. I meant now, Karen, not someday. <laughs> now, the fuck over here. Uh, so I'm trying to work on that one too. <laughs> yeah, he was a pretty terrible person. Yeah, and then uh, you like Bruce Springsteen. Love yeah. Bruce Springsteen. She's my favorite. Have you seen him before? I saw him yet yeah, MSG that uh, HBO. Yeah. One when I was like, like it's like thirteen. Oh, awesome! It's awesome. I saw him in Oakland. Like, was a he good? Years ago. He was amazing. Oakland's good for it because Oakland has that. It's all like a bunch of Occupy. Yeah, poor he, people. He got like he just stage dive, got yeah. carried out like way too far, and then in his like lapel mic or whatever, he was like, "Shit, take me back, take me back!" And he was like pointing to the stage, and people were just taking him all the way over there. Yeah, they don't want to touch him. He's great. And he said you wrote jokes for musicians? I worked for Fuse. I wrote for Mark Hoppus, who's a sweetheart from Blink-182. I worked there for six months. And then that was kind of a crazy job uh, because they loved me over there. I I, I was on as a panelist. And I still say the first time I was on the panelist was was great. And then after that, it was kind of like diminishing returns for me. Um, But I uh, I went on there. And they didn't really know what Schumer was hosting then. And they didn't really know what to do with me. I mean, they didn't know what to do with comedy. I shouldn't say do with me. They loved me, but we would pitch comedy every day and nobody would do it. And then it went from an hour show to a half hour show. And there was then literally no room for comedy. And then they like fired um, like a bunch of comedy par people, but they kept me because they liked me so much. So then they're like, we want to use you. How about music journalists? I'm like, well, I didn't go to school for that. This is not going to work out. Yeah. So then I would submit my questions to the producers. With, and they're like, ah. and I'm like, they're like hey, have you done this before? I'm like, no, of course I haven't fucking. I was hired as a comic <laughs> onto the show. Yeah. It's like, of course I'm not. I have no training for this at right. all. So eventually they let me go, and uh, you know I don't blame them. It was good money. That's a sweet gig, though. It was good. You it was good money, and, and like sort of. I didn't tour at all. I I was in Madison Square Garden. I was at MSG, oh. and I was like right across from, and I would get like, you know, breaks and concert deals, and so. But then I was, you know, like a lot of the producers there. I met a guy. I worked with Kevin Hallahan at Best Week Ever. He's great. And when he was with me there, um, I was working on. Uh, I did Fuse's video by trial talking head show there, and that was really fun to do. And then that ended after like 13 episodes. So it, there's really no trace of my career at all. <laughs> it's like everything ends after like a season or two. Yeah. But that was you know, kind of a fun show to do. And then uh, Variety named you like top 10 comics. Yeah, to watch. the 2013. Yeah. Then they get a new one this year, so now nobody gives a shit. But <laughs> it was fun for 2013. It's like. They take you to like a nice little banquet in Montreal, and it feels like very Hunger Gamesy, you know. Um, did you do the Just for Laughs too? I did. Yeah. Well, I did the New Faces, and then last two years later, I did the. Um, I'm gonna go back there again. You know, I love that place. Um, two years later, I did the. Uh, I did the Variety Show, Comics to Watch, and then I did HBO Canada Show, and then uh, I opened for Pete Holmes. That was awesome. Oh, sweet. God, that was the best show out of the whole fucking week. You know what I mean? He was, seems like the nicest guy, like in the world. Yeah, he's really nice, and it's just his his crowds are like awesome. Man. Really, yeah. 
They're so great. Yeah, they're, they'll just go with you on anything. Do you ever do like stuff at the Largo? Because I know he's I've not done Largo yet. Yeah. And I really want to do Largo. I really want to do it. But it's like those shows are so few and for it's not like a regular show, so you can't really ask to be on it. You just hope that somebody right. brings you for a special event. But I really would love to do that. Yeah. I think you do great there, like the lyric you play. Uh, yeah, it would be great. Yeah. The, the lyric, Hyperion? No, it's just this little. I think so, actually. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's a really small room. Yeah, I've done that one. That one's great. That one's a cool one, yeah. Yeah. And so, like, when you get stuff like Variety's Top 10, yeah. like, does that just, like, bring, like, more people to your shows? or like? What is <laughs> no, that? it doesn't. It gets you into more rooms, you okay. know? I mean, it was really, because the Comedy Central show didn't go, and I was kind of like, oh, what am I doing next? And I got the Variety thing, and that got me, and I get Conan, and I feel like that got me into more rooms so I could sell the first Fox show. So right. you kind of always use the one thing to propel into the next thing, you know, because you don't know how long they're going to be around for. I know? mean, you mentioned, like, Carson was the key of success. Like right yeah, now, yeah. Is there there's really no key one? to success. I guess the Tonight Show is the most ratings, but there's no. There's you just no. kind of keep a bunch of projects. Yeah, no. But the good thing now, it's like you know, it's not like if you get fi- if you get fired from something, or or you get you know, like you don't want to have a bad rap all around. But excuse me, but like it doesn't matter. There's not one thing that's going to make or break you anymore. And and like network heads change so much, and and executives that it's like you really can't get. You know, it's not oh, and nothing's over ever. Right? Know? Yeah. Do you do a lot of like writing for like maybe like other comedians or like punch ups on scripts? No, or I've done I've done some punch up stuff for um for like uh, Comedy Central and Sci Fi like promo stuff. But promo that's stuff. A, okay. Cool. So, um, what's your like dream like ten years from now? If you were to, I mean, you know, I'd still want to. I'd love to have a show on the air for yeah. a couple seasons. Is TV you know? really your thing, or like movies? Or? It would be nice to do a movie, but right now everything I've been writing is for TV. I, you know, I still I've written a movie by myself, which unfortunately the premise it seems like it's a new show coming out. So, like there's somebody else's, which sucks. Um, but you know that happens all the time. Um, yeah, I would love to do that. I mean, uh, you know, but most part I'd really love to have a show on the air. Yeah, that's the number one. That's really the one thing that I want to do, and I. I want to leave a really good show behind, even if it's only around for a couple seasons. That's my big dream. And then, you know, after that, you know, whatever, you know, everything else is, everything else is just gravy, you know? Yeah. I know you can't talk about the show. No, I can't. But are you interested in like, um, story driven stuff or like sketch comedy? Like, would you do sketch if they like, I wouldn't be hired for SNL. No, no, because like, you know, I feel like either you have like a real raw, unique because you know Pete Davidson just got hired today. He's like young, and he's like he's so he's so like un he's so he's such clay right now as far as being able to be meld. And I don't have that. I, I'm not really moldable, and I'm 30, which isn't like it's not like too too young for that. It's kind of like a little bit getting too old for that show. And I really haven't done sketch comedy's really fucking hard, man. And it's. You know, like, I remember me and this one guy try to sketch show. I mean, shorts is one thing, but sketch is, like, really fucking tough. And, uh, I, you know, I submitted, I remember I gave a tape to my agents, and they are just like, oh, I don't know about this. <laughs> um, but will I do it now? Probably not. I'm also, yeah. like, I think I'm contractually obligated with with another network right, right. now. So, I, I, I don't I don't know. Maybe I would at some point, but I feel like that that ship's, you know, kind of... And I've always been better with character dialogue. Right. I've all, You know, as much as I try to be, like, alty, I mean, I've always been better. Like, I would have written... Probably, like, out of all the shows that have ever come out, I would have been the best 
with the show that would have been the best fit for me would have been like the Drew Carey show. Yeah. As far as a writer, you know, but those shows are really hard to find anymore. The ones that are like character based, but also silly and kind right. of weird. Um, you know, like now it's like the network shows are so like, I'm not going to mention names. There's so many that like literally the jokes are interchangeable between each character. Right. Yeah. You know, opposing. And, and then the cable ones are so premisey and so dark that it's hard to have, find like a real middle ground show. Right. Yeah. You know? I feel you. No, I, I just asked that because I love the intro with the... Oh, that's the right, nuts. yeah. <laughs> Modern Family I love and Parks and Rec because I feel like they, they still write jokes for all their characters specifically. Yeah, that's right. very character-driven. That's yeah, a great single show. cam. But I'd love to see... You know, I'm writing a multi-cam now. I'd love to see a multi-cam again, you know, like Cheers or anything like that yeah. where it's like actually you write for the characters and not just like... It's not just a... seems like a joke factory vehicle. Right. You know? Well, I'm really excited... I hope your show. Comes yeah, I out hope so too. You know the. I think you know, you're really funny, so I think. Well, that's thanks be a so great much. Show. Thank you. I appreciate thank you for it. Doing this today, I had a great time. Yeah.